Welcome to Catholic Leadership for Civil Society, an intentional community of Catholic leaders. This is a space about Catholic leadership, but not for the parish or the diocese. This is Catholic leadership for the world. Stay with us and allow us to share with you a vision handed to us by the Second Vatican Council to help advance the mission of the Church. It all boils down to one idea, engaging society as civic leaders. Good morning, Aaron, Christopher. Good morning, everyone. No, you're fine. <laughs> um, before we start, uh, if you could please take the time now to ping five people, five Catholic professionals that you know and follow in Clubhouse. Uh, when you do this, not only will they be invited to join the room, but their friends will be notified and attracted to the room as well. Thank you for that, Erin. And um, I'm very excited to see that early, early on, we already have a lot of people joining us. So welcome, Natalia. Isaac, uh, Emmanuel, Kelly, Paul, Roxana, Maria, Carlos, Alex, Lily, Manu, everybody, thank you. And, and it's so good to, to see some of you are just regular attendees and participants of the room every week. I, we hope for, for good participation today. And if you are a regular of the, of the room, welcome again, Roxana and Giovanna as well. Uh, you probably are part of our Telegram community, which is an extension of this weekly one-hour room. If you're not, we invite you to now go into Aaron's or my bio and click on the link to join our Telegram group. And that's just another way for us to continue the conversation, to keep the conversation going and to uh, be a little more interactive. And every week what we do is we post an image that we call the image of the week. And it's an image that it's inspiring to us, uh, typically sacred art, that helps us uh, dive into the topic for the week. And this week, we have an image uh, of uh, a painting uh, of Pentecost by French artist Jean, uh, Jean Rostot II, and this was painted in the year 1732. And it's a painting that is currently housed in the Museum of Lurie. Hopefully, I'm not butchering the French uh, but this is one of the largest, I think perhaps the second largest museum in the world. This is a very important and beautiful depiction of Pentecost. And why Pentecost? Well, if you look at this image, you, you see the Holy Spirit uh, coming uh, upon the apostles who are gathered. Of course, we all know the story uh, with Our Lady. And, and we all know what happened then and how the apostles were able to speak in tongues. But um, many people miss the fact uh, of, of what took place in P Pentecost and how the, Spirit, the Holy Spirit gave the apostles this renewed uh, courage and wisdom, wisdom to preach to many nations and people. And this uh, in turn resulted in the spread of Christianity and, and the conversion of thousands of people. So we could say that the church says that this is where, where the church was born at Pentecost. And we're going to see shortly why uh, this is the image of the week and why it's so inspiring to us for the conversation that we're going to have today. Today we're talking about fundamentals for civic leadership. So let us just step back a little bit and talk about the mission of this weekly room and the weekly conversation that we have here when we gather every Thursday at 9 a.m. Pacific uh, for one hour. We are gathered every week to talk about Catholic leadership for civil society. This is your uh, your moderators, uh, your your host for this room, Erin and I's mission. This is this is our, our, our message. This is what we're trying to convey to you. And I don't think it's a secret at this point. We've mentioned it a couple of times. I think the cat is out of the bag. Erin and I are working on a book. And we want to ask you to please pray for us and pray for, for the work that we're putting together. Pray that it bears much fruit and that it can be published very, very soon. Uh, so that we can continue to spread the word and this message and this mission that we have. Uh, the topics that we discuss in this room every week are the topics that will be contained within the book. So, so you can see how it, it all fits into one another and, and it's all part of the same mission. So what it is that we talk about every week, we talk about this very simple, straightforward content uh, um, concept which is that lay Catholics are called by Mother Church 
to exert a very specific, concrete type of leadership in the world. And we call it civic leadership. We refer to it as civic leadership. As you know, the Catholic Church has been forming leaders since forever. Jesus Christ formed the first 12. But traditionally, when the church has presented opportunities for leadership development or leadership formation to the laity, and here in the United States, just about every diocese has some type of catechetical institute that forms their parish or diocesan leaders. Uh, but what they traditionally done is uh, presented opportunities for formation uh, to go on to become uh, catechetical leaders, leaders, parish leaders, ministerial or apostol uh, uh, apostolate leaders, maybe to uh, be part of uh, the leadership in a movement. All of this is very important, but that's not the type of leadership of Catholic leadership that we're talking about in this room. In this room, we're talking about Catholic leadership for civil society. What does that mean? It means that the Catholic leadership, the leadership that we are going to exert or carry out, it is grounded on our Catholic faith and, and nourished and, and inspired by our Catholic faith, but it's outward looking. It's from the church looking out. What we're trying to do really is inspire more Catholic professionals to be ambassadors of Christ, ambassadors of the faith out in the secular world. Our mission ultimately is to have more faithful, committed Catholic voices at all of the tables where decisions are made, decisions are taken in secular society. I'm talking about all of those decisions that impact the culture. So within that overarching theme of Catholic leadership for civil society, every week we have a subtopic. And this week we're talking about the fundamentals for civic leadership. This actually, this conversation today takes on three chapters of the book that and I are putting together uh, because we're going to break it down into, into three fundamentals. And each of them, uh, really, we can say a lot about, about them. Um, but we want this to be a conversation and we hope that everybody has something to share and contribute to it. These are the three areas, fields, uh, aspects, uh, or as Erin and I identify them, fundamentals for civic leadership. If we ought to be, if we, if we, if we ought to respond to the church call to be leaders in civic society, in civil society, then we must master, we must uh, invest into these three different areas. And they are, the first one is character. This is a lifelong commitment. Each Catholic professional, if he or she must be a Catholic leader in civil society, must commit uh, for life to grow in character by developing the virtues, the four cardinal virtues, and each of the virtues that are contained within those four. And in addition to that, to develop the virtues of the heart, the two virtues that are proper to a leader. And these are magnanimity and humility. The second fundamental for civic leadership is human dignity. What does that mean? We all, we all have human dignity, but we must understand, we must have a really profound knowledge and understanding, a very good grasp of what human dignity is and why it's so important to the church so that we can be effective, effective and faithful Catholic leaders in civil society. And the third, the third one, the last one, is also an area of knowledge or understanding. You can see that these three are broken down pretty much. The first one is something that each of us has to do uh, for to grow uh, internally or, or, or individually. But the other two are just concepts, understandings, teachings of the church that we need to have a very good grasp on understanding of. So that third one is Catholic social teaching. Each one of these has been a topic of conversation uh, all, all on its own here on, on our weekly conversation, weekly rooms. But today we're going to present these three different areas as a package, something that each Catholic leader must master, grow on, or invest on, commit to, in order to become a Catholic leader in civil society. 
so Catholic social doctrine or Catholic social teaching, uh, you know, we can refer to, to, to it uh, in, in either of those ways, is really that compendium of uh, teachings of the church that touches on just about every area of human activity, particularly, particularly the workplace, but not just the workplace, but all of those social needs that, uh, that humans have, that the world has. And, and we think of it as our guide, our manual. If we must be effective and faithful Catholic leaders in civil society, we can and, and uh, really tap into this, the wisdom of the church that is there to guide us in so many different ways and specific, concrete areas of human life. And it's all found within Catholic social teaching. So with that, I'm going to uh, let Erin chime in as well. And all of you, please, we'd like to... To, to have a conversation that goes in the direction of how is it that we're called to be leaders and how is it that each one of us is investing in growing in these three specific fields. Character, which is growing in virtue, the, our understanding and promotion and defense of human dignity, and I know many of you pro-lifers do a lot about it, and our understanding of Catholic social teaching. I think this third one, third one perhaps, is the most neglected area for many Catholics. So uh, at this point, I'll just let Erin chime in, and, and hopefully we can begin a good conversation. Erin? Yeah, I'm really excited about to talk about these three things. Um, the Fundamentals for Civic Leadership, as Christopher and I have titled them. Um, we, Like he said, we've discussed each of these things um, in other rooms we've had, I think we had a whole room on Catholic social teaching already. So we've definitely talked about these, but um, really excited to dive into them together because um, the fundamental. So if we if we really think about what this is, fundamentals for civic leadership, I think these are the three things that are most forgotten when we think about leadership today. Um, character, you know. The growing in virtue. I think there's a lot of leaders who who lack the um, who lack prioritizing growing in character <laughs> um, in their personal and professional lives. Human dignity. I mean, I don't need to go through the countless ways that leaders today um, do not respect human dignity or human life or any of those um, things in all different parts of life. <laughs> Um, and then, of course, Catholic social teaching. We know as Catholics that these are um, several documents that our church has um, put out about the things that have happened, are happening, and will happen in our world. To, um, so these are very important, and I think they're often forgotten. So I'm really excited to bring them to the surface and dive into them um, with all of you today. Um Christopher did a really good summary of, of each, but I wanted to just touch on a couple things um, about each of these because, like he said, we're, we're writing a book about um, the overall topic of Catholic leadership for civil society, and we're individually discussing these three topics as part of um, the book. So we're very passionate about this, and we have a lot to say and share. Of course, we want to give you all the opportunity to speak. So at any point, if you're a, uh, wanting to ask a question or contribute to the conversation, please raise your hand. Um, so character, uh, we're talking about growing in virtue. And I think in our modern world today, um, there's a lot of... Christopher has kind of talked about it with me in the past is like there's there's a lot of like new ways that people are trying to reinvent the wheel that doesn't need to be reinvented essentially. So, you know, we can think of things as like mindfulness is a big example. Um, there's a lot of like more new agey or kind of um, things that people are just like coming up with, like manifestation is another one that I can think of off the top of my head. But just these like ideas that people think that they're like coming up with and that are like brand new and that are going to be the answer to all of these apparently unanswered questions, when really we're so blessed as as Catholics to already have so much, so many resources and answers for these things that people think that are unanswered. And that, um, 
that has a lot to do with Catholic social teaching, which I'll get to in a minute. Um, but when we're talking about character, you know, we've already, we, the, the Catholic Church has already laid out a foundation for us to grow in character through things like prayer and examination of conscience, mortification, um, things like that. There are certain parts of the day that are um, that certain prayers are specifically made for, such as the Angelus to be prayed at noon, the Divine Mercy Chaplet to be prayed at 3 p.m. There are things like this that the church has already given us, has already instilled, that we um, are called to partake in and to grow in our character in these beautiful, truthful, foundational ways um, that God intended for us to grow in virtue instead of some of these things that people are just coming up with all of a sudden as if we have no idea what to do with our lives until we figure out like, oh, I need to be self-aware. That must mean I need to practice mindfulness. And that's that's not what we're called to. You know, God has given us all of these things um, dating back to the beginning of time that we can um, use to grow in virtue and character um, that are rooted in truth and rooted in Him who is our Creator. So um, that's just kind of something that I like to share about that because um, it's very hot, a very hot topic these days, all of these kinds of things, mindfulness, manifestation, all just there's the list goes on, but um, very hot topic. But if we discuss character in a completely other light, um, that's been around for a lot longer than all of these things. Um, so much, so much more um, truth and and really strong faithful leaders um, will come to the surface through these ways. So. Um, that's just something I wanted to touch on on character, kind of to get your minds thinking about why we're why we're discussing character in this way. Um, human dignity, as Christopher mentioned, many of you are very active in the pro-life movement already. You you understand the importance and the priority that human dignity um, has and should have in all areas of life, whether it's secular or not. Um, but it's it's a very important fundamental for leadership. And like I said, it is something that many of our leaders lack um, today. Don't need to give you the laundry list again of those people, but you can all think of at least one or two um, who are in the um, spotlight nowadays um, who, who do not have a respect for human dignity from the moment of conception to natural death. And it's something that if we were to have more leaders who, who valued, who, who really believed that a fundamental of their leadership was respecting human dignity, um, what a different world that, that we would be living in. <laughs> um, there's several attacks on human dignity, which um, we, we can talk about as well. Um, again, this is something that's um, very much in our faces nowadays. Um, but like we always mention in this room, there is so much hope. Um, I know many of you have probably already heard of what happened in Texas. Uh, I don't know if it was days ago or within the week. Um, they passed the, the law that basically bans abortions. I can't remember if it's from the time the, the baby is a person or if it's like super early on. But either way, that is a huge win. So there is great hope. There are people who are who will stand up, who will say, no, we've had enough. This is not not right. This is, this is not the way God intended things to be. And, um, there are still leaders and people out there who, who believe, um, in the importance of human dignity. And it all goes back to, to who we are and who God created us to be. Um, our dignity comes directly from him and it, it is, it is a scientific truth. Um, and obviously just a full truth in general that at the moment of conception, we are a human being and we have dignity from that very moment. Um, so how beautiful that there are people out there who, who do believe it and will stand up for that. And there is so much hope in this area, but it is important that we understand, um, that our leadership, um, relies heavily on us believing in human dignity or not. Um, so, 
such an important topic. I'm excited to discuss that more. And of course, Catholic social teaching, as Christopher mentioned, um, we've, we've talked about this one. I think we dedicated an entire room or even two rooms to it. Um, and we, we've delved into this a lot. But just one thing I wanted to remind us all of is, um, kind of going back to what I mentioned earlier, is that Catholic social teaching is made up of like, I think it's 25 documents. So the church has given us these foundational documents that many of them are lengthy, some of them are shorter, but we have so much at our fingertips and they, it, they all talk about all of the things that we are dealing with in our world today, that we've dealt with in the past, that we will deal with. And it's so beautiful that we have all of this at our fingertips. And, and that's a, the thing that I wanted to mention is, you know, kind of going back to like the whole finding new answers to questions that have really already been answered. Um, that's exactly what Catholic social teaching does is it has literally provided us the roadmap and a guide and answers for all of these hot topics, all of these questions, all of these very difficult things that we deal with in our world today. Um, and then shows us the, the path that, of the way of truth um, to um, how to handle them and how to be that voice um, of truth in a world that just doesn't quite have that. <laughs> um, so Catholic social teaching is a gift. That's the way I like to think about it. It's a huge gift that we've been given um, as Catholics and not even non-Catholics can read these and understand um, what they're saying because it's just it's just dealing with secular issues from the lens of truth. So it's it's very beautiful and I'm really excited to talk more about that. But um, I've talked far longer than I thought I would. So um, thank you all for listening. And again, we, we would love to hear your thoughts on any of these. Thank you so much for that, Erin. Um, I am uh, looking at the back to the image of the week and I'm looking at at the, this beautiful rendition of Pentecost and how the Holy Spirit is descending upon the apostles and and they're just in awe and struck by, by what's going on, what's taking place. And they're receiving, of course, the Holy Spirit and along with it, this very special courage and wisdom to go out on a mission. And of course, we see Our Lady who is the perfect model of humanity after Christ. And, and, and she already has... So she's the only one in the painting that's not surprised because she already has this beautiful ca character. Uh, she she exemplifies all of the virtues, and 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 she definitely understands and personifies human dignity. And of course, Catholic social doctrine was not written per se uh, uh, when this took place, but she definitely understand understood very well the implications that that uh, contemporary men can understand today through Catholic social doctrine. So this is the thing of church wisdom, and, and, and Erin touched on this, is that the church, the Catholic church, is a master teacher in humanity. And, you know, it is very sad and unfortunate that the world doesn't understand this, that the church with its 2,000-year history, which no other institution in the planet can claim, it is a master teacher in humanity. Nobody understands humanity, human beings, like the Catholic Church does. And because of that, at the very least, us Catholics, we must dive into the teachings of the Church and we must take advantage of this uh, well of wisdom that the Church offers us, offers all of us, in terms of our understanding of human dignity and Catholic social teaching. So let us now uh, go a little bit away from the complexities and maybe uh, uh, theological definitions and, and, and dive more into the practicality, which is what I really like doing in this room. Uh, how are, are each one of us growing in character, yeah, really uh, working and growing in virtue, and, and, and deepening our understanding and defense of the dignity of the human a person, and maybe also, hopefully, uh, continuing to learn about Catholic social teaching. How are, how are each one of us doing in these uh, three respective areas? And, and of course, Erin and I can talk all day long 
about our own experience, but we love we'd love to hear from you. So I'm just gonna call call on names. And uh, Vanessa, I just randomly picked you. Would you please share with us? Uh, come up to the station, share with us a little bit about how you're doing on each one of these areas and everyone in the, in the stage. I just called Vanessa first, but I'll be calling you soon. So please be ready to speak. Giovanna, Pedro, Roxana, I would love to hear from any of you. Uh, if you could tell us a little bit about how you're doing in each one of these areas. This is really uh, a topic that's important for all of us. If we want to grow as leaders, we really want to uh, grow in each one of these three areas. And I would like to know how each one of us is doing because we can definitely learn from one another. And this is what we like to do when we meet here every week, right? Um, and I see that in the room, we also have uh, Emmanuel and Roxana, Pedro. I'm inviting you all of, all of you to come up to the stage. Don't be shy today and uh, share with us. How are you doing in character? How are you doing in your uh, daily uh, work to grow in character, to grow in virtue? How are you doing in your uh, understanding and, and promote promotion and, and defense of human dignity? And, uh, and we see, I see that we have a volunteer. Emmanuel, please take it away. Hi. <laughs> Sorry about that. Um, good evening from my side of the world. Yes. Um, I've been giving it some thought about... It's been a while since I've been back to this room, so thank you for having me. Uh, yes, uh, I I believe it was St. Cardinal John Newman who mentioned uh, in one of his prayers that we do not preach with... with. It is better to preach w not with our words, but rather with our actions, being soft about it and, being, and just working hard in the... And the gospel just comes out of us, basically, and people see it in our actions. I really love it every time you say, Christopher, every time you say it, that we're talking about Catholic leadership, not in the parish or in the diocese, but rather Catholics going out of, um, not just going out of the the common place of the church, but rather to the different leadership and the different communities outside the, the obvious uh, place where the church is and uh, at the end of the day I, I'm involved in civil society yes I'm involved in, in non-profits and all these but I don't uh, my general principle is basically I don't come to preach about the Catholic faith about Christianity or about my Lo our Lord and Our Lady but more uh, I, and since I am with different people of different belief systems as well so I just let my actions and my kindness, my prudence, my charity basically speak for itself. And I am just basically just a, 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 a reflection of where all the graces come from, from God himself. And I think uh, that's the way I live my life. And when people ask me about my faith, that's the time when uh, it's asked of me and I tell them about it but in the little things basically in even pre-pandemic for example when we i have a luncheon with with this group or i have a a coffee and a coffee session with someone i make it the point and it's become a natural thing for me to do the sign of the cross even in before taking a coffee because i am first grateful for the grace of caffeine <laughs> I think a lot of us would agree. And second, I think uh, the little gestures that grace the day, that tells other people that, yes, I am a Catholic Christian, I and I practice my faith, but I'm not too, quote-unquote, preachy about it, and I just live my life. And Sanctif, basically, the going back to John Paul II's call, universal call to holiness, yes, definitely. I always love co going back to that. Uh, and second is the, I picked it up from the Liturgy of the Hours, the sanctifying of the Hours. So it was mentioned earlier that we have prayers specific to different times. So it's good to sanctify the day and also remind ourselves so that we can also be reminders to other people. And then speaking. Thank you very much. That was great, Emmanuel. Thank you. And that's really the bottom line. That's where it comes down to. It really comes down to sanctifying ourselves through sanctification of the world, and, and through that, we're helping everybody 
uh, do the same thing because that is the purpose of our lives, right? And, and Roxana is in the stage. We would love to hear from Roxana. Hi, good morning, everyone. Thank you, Chris, for having me. And it's just really, it's good to, when I get the chance to be able to participate and hear um, you all talk about such important topics, um, like Aaron mentioned, is like character and, and how a lot of times we're just so focused on, you know, what are some of the things that we need to accomplish instead of really taking a step back and just like noticing like, okay, well, what about my character? What about those virtues? Um, you know, the virtue of humility and magnanimity. Um, and so I know that for myself, it's, um, I, I, if, if I have, um, the, let's just say like, if, if there's that grace of being able to go to mass daily, um, which I always ask for, um, and it is, it, 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 it works out in a way that I can, um, I'm definitely open to that and just being able to like receive Jesus and, and what more than to be able to do that daily. I think that that's something as well as a, like a reminder that, you know, I belong to Christ and, and how can I allow Christ in me so that other people can see Christ in me, um, as a reminder and to really truly be present in that. So, um, and then you mentioned like about the human dignity and promoting and, and being a defender of life. And actually, that's something that I've had really heavy in my heart um, these last few days. And I'm actually doing a novena um, to uh, Mother, Ther Mother Teresa's novena. And so um, just really taking all that into prayer um, and saying like with openness, like how the Lord can lead me, whether it be through where I'm at right now or if it is in other ways. Um, and just having that openness to that. And so um, I think that there's always room to grow in, in knowing how to love others um, and also like defending, you know, our um, the human dignity of every single person. And we know that the most vulnerable are those that are in the womb. So um, and I hold that very deep, like very close to my heart. So um, and then you mentioned the last one, which is knowledge. And, and I still have to double delve in a little bit more into the Catholic social teaching because it's so important. And Aaron mentioned those documents. And so I hope to be able to um, make more time. It is, it is something that it takes that effort, you know, being Catholic, like it's one thing to say you're Catholic, but then it's another thing to really live it out and really um, use your time to like really learn about the Catholic faith um, and and be that 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 um, mod, that Christ model to other people right and rather through our actions rather than through our words so and that's all I have to say so thank you Roxana, thank, Roxana, you. thank you those were such such good uh, uh, examples for us of what we can or should be doing uh, certainly Catholic social doctrine can be overwhelming I think about that which you mentioned. Uh, there's so much, right? Where do you start? There are wonderful summaries. I think that we can find websites and books that do a very good work at just sum summarizing or highlighting the most important. But at the same time, um, there's there's a beauty in actually diving into one of the documents and, and, and really savoring every, every detail of it that the church had to share with us. So that's definitely something that we want to uh, be part of. Um, I want to say something uh, about growth in, in character and virtue since uh, Emmanuel and you, Roxanne, both of you uh, touched on, and it seems like the conversation perhaps is leaning um, uh, heavily towards that that aspect of the fundamentals for civic leadership as we have identified them. Human dignity and Catholic social teaching, really it's about um, deepening our understanding while uh, and and certainly standing up for them right uh both of them, especially human dignity and i know that you roxanne are very involved with the pro-life movement but uh character is something is more of a commitment with god and with ourselves to grow every day in virtue but how do we do it in practice i love that emmanuel and roxana gave very good examples uh but how do we do this in practice how do we grow in character in practice uh, you know, I think it's very important for each person to understand 
what was God's blueprint for his or her own person? How did God make, make each one of us? Why, why, what is our temperament? How did God make us, right? So a few years ago, I had the opportunity to learn about that and, and understand a little bit better what my temperament is, how God made me, because understanding my temperament allows me to understand my weaknesses and my strengths. And if you know the temperaments, uh, you might uh, understand what I'm talking about. But in, in the temperaments, I, I understand now that my temperament is that of being choleric and, and um, well, primarily choleric, which is, which is a doer. We could say that choleric is a doer, somebody that likes to get things done, somebody that likes to look at the big picture and accomplish things. That's, that's how God made me. Uh, there are certain weaknesses there are many weaknesses <laughs> that I have and, and that come with, with that, which is that when you're so focused in the, in the big picture, you tend to forget about the people. And I do that. And I bring that to the sacrament of uh, reconciliation very often because I, I just look at the big picture. I'm so, I'm so goal-oriented that I tend to forget about the people along the way. And I keep reminding myself that I need to remember that ultimately it is about the people. We do the big goals and we accomplish everything we do, we do for the people. So we cannot ignore the people along the way. So I need to continue. So how do I do it? In practice, I think a staple of, of Christian life should be an examination of conscience. Not only the one that we sort of do right before confession, but the nightly, even more important perhaps, the nightly examination of conscience allows us to check on ourselves daily how did I do in this area? How did I do in this other area? Another area that I need to work on is patience. I can be very impatient as well. And, and a daily, nightly examination of conscience allows me, allows me to check on myself and see how I'm doing. But I, I, I'd love to hear from Pedro, who just joined the stage. And then Christopher. Pedro, tell us how you're doing on this. Christopher, I think Vanessa's on the stage. I don't know if you can see her, but she was here like first so i don't know if we can i'm give sorry her a for some reason speak. i was wondering why she didn't come to the stage and i wasn't seeing her she's not so showing up on my stage but vanessa oh, okay please <laughs> go ahead vanessa. thank you <laughs> um yeah so thank you so much for um asking me to to speak on uh, all of this um i think my eyes were definitely opened up to how i can grow in character through tli um you know, it's definitely something you have to choose to do every single day. Um, and what I do personally is pray, um, you know, before meetings, difficult things that I might be experiencing through my job. Um, prayer is key for me. Um, and when trying to grow in magnanimity, um, I think about the people that I am supervising um, in my job and I have students that I'm helping to train. So um, I try to help them rise to higher standards and really help them to um, grow and become the best that they can possibly be. Um, and thinking about human dignity, uh, I personally work with individuals that have intellectual and developmental disabilities. So that is def definitely a vulnerable community. And I am definitely a huge advocate for, for those that I get to serve through my job. And I also have a sibling that has special needs. So um, I, I definitely like to advocate for them to be included in society. Um, I think they're often forgotten, um, sometimes even within the church. Um, I, I think that that is an area that I'm personally trying to help um, build and help, you know, kind of fix some, some of the broken paths that um, I think we could really build and become stronger um, so that families can all go to mass together um, versus kind of having a broken family when um, somebody that has special needs might not um, have the opportunity to attend mass. And so thinking about, you know, within the church, within the world, um, you know, even just going to the grocery store, you know, how can I be a better advocate for those individuals um, in life? And thinking about Catholic social teaching, that is definitely something that I am seeking to grow in more. Um, I am trying to um, 
understand the things that I'm struggling with within my own job. Um, just an example, you know, um, the differences in pronouns and whether it's with clients or with uh, other employees that I work with, um, just trying to stand my ground as a Catholic, um, while also respecting other people. So that is something that, um, a mentor has really helped me with a Catholic mentor, I should add. Um, but it's definitely something I'm learning to grow in and, um, you know, really just praying about so that I can hopefully become the best Catholic leader that I can possibly be. Vanessa, thank you. You are uh, a great Catholic leader already. And for some reason, I was not seeing you. I still don't see you in the stage. This is so strange. The, my phone doesn't show you in the stage. So I thought that you, you were simply being shy. <laughs> it's funny. So um, thank you all for sharing. Thank you very much for sharing. So so the area of character, of course, is, is very important. And um, the area of human dignity, I, does, I know so many of you are doing so much to grow in each one of these areas and and Catholic social teaching, perhaps I I think I I know I feel that Catholic social teaching is the one that most Catholics need need to, including myself, need to invest more time on. It's just it can be overwhelming, like I said earlier, because there's so much, there's so much, right? So I think a, a good way to start it's a uh, finding a compendium, a summary. Uh, or, or some, you know, um, reputable website that has um, very good um, articles on Catholic social teaching. We can start like that. And then as we can, maybe tackle one document at a time. But this is definitely something that must be a, a must for, uh, it should be a must for Catholic leaders in civil society. The, the type of leadership that we want to promote or invest on um, in this room, in this community, is that leadership that occupies every area of human activity. We're talking about education, healthcare, business, government, uh, the news media, right? And in, in each one of those fields, there are decisions being made every day. There were decisions being made, uh, there were decisions made 10 years ago, 20, 20 years ago, that today, Christians, Catholics, are very concerned about. And we, we look at the culture and we see the way that the world has been transformed and not closer to Christ, not closer to the Catholic faith, in, in most cases in the Western world, away from God. And we're concerned. We're very concerned about it. And what we don't realize is that there was a moment, there was a time when a decision was made, a decision that was made that would allow for the infiltration of ideologies into the public school uh, system that allowed for t uh, children in states like California to be uh, basically brainwashed and, and, and corrupted through the sort of th things that are being taught in, in classes like comprehensive sexual education, for example. And there was a time when decisions were made in the medical and scientific field that allowed for in vitro fertilization, that allowed for uh, all of the transgressions that we are seeing uh, taking place in the medical fission, euthanasia, uh, the, the disrespect for human life. So the question is, where were the Catholics when those decisions were made? Where were the Catholics? Were they at the table? Statistically, uh, you know, if, if we know uh, how big the church is and how many Catholics are in the world, and particularly present in the United States, st statistics will tell us that there were Catholics at those tables where the decisions were made that transformed the culture in, in damaging ways. But they were not willing to stand for the truth. Either, either they were not willing to stand for the truth because they didn't know the truth. They lacked the proper formation, so they did not understand Catholic social teaching. They didn't understand, they didn't have a good understanding of the dignity of the human person, or they were not courageous enough to act. One of the two. It only could have been one of the two, but there were Catholics when those decisions were made. There were Catholics at the table. They were baptized. 
Catholics at the table, the baptized Christians at the table, for sure. So what we're trying to do today is to invest in tomorrow's leaders for America. We look at the world, Aaron and I, we're very concerned about everything that's happening, and I know that all of you are concerned. We're trying to invest in leaders for our country, for America, so that we can conquer back all of those spaces that rightly belong to Christ and where he has been rejected from. And, And we identify these three areas that each one of us needs to grow on to be effective Catholic leaders. Character, human dignity, and certainly Catholic social teaching. So we're about uh, 15 minutes, I think, uh, into into the conversation. I think this would be a good time for a reset, uh, a reset or even the summary. Um, I don't think it's too early for the summary, Erin, and then we, we could have some closing thoughts and conversation as well. Yeah, I I don't know if it, he's showing up on your stage, Christopher, but I, Pedro is still on the stage and he didn't get a chance to speak. Oh, so my I'm goodness. There's share. something wrong with my phone. <laughs> Pedro. Yeah, it's okay. Let's we'll let Pedro share and then we can wrap up. Awesome. No worries. Thank you all so much. I always look forward to our hour on Thursdays and I love listening to everybody's input and and uh, Chris and Aaron, everything you bring to the table when it comes to learning how to be a leader, um, especially from the Catholic perspective in the civil society. Um, I just wanted to share very briefly uh, a lot of things that resonated with me that Chris was mentioning, as well as Emmanuel and Roxana. Um, Especially, I'm right now reading a book that's called From Temperament to Character. Uh, It's something that helps you understand your temperament and where you can grow based off of your uh, whatever temperament that you naturally are inclined to. Um, So that's something that I've found helps me really seek out opportunities to balance myself when it comes to where I'm lacking in certain different virtues or areas. Um, Now, when it comes to my workplace, I work as an instructional designer. So a lot of the work that I do involves just creating trainings, uh, digital or, you know, facilitating in person. Um, So there's not too many decision making that happens at my level. Although, Uh, One thing that Emmanuel said that resonated with me was just being able to be a light for others in our workplace and um, have people question us the reason for our our hope and our joy. Um, I found that that has been effective in just sparking conversation with other people um, to to speak more about, you know, topics related to truth. so yeah, that was really the you know my short bit that I wanted to contribute, um, and also there's a book that I would recommend for other people called uh, The Virtues of Holiness. That is like a very practical way to learn about the different ways that you can be a better Catholic, and um, that's actually impacted my work quite a bit and how I relate to others. Uh, so I just wanted to share that with you again. That book is called The Virtues of Holiness. Uh, I think the author is Juan Luis Lorda. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to share that with you, some of my experience and my journey. Um, yeah, I imagine like everybody here, we're continuing to find a way to grow as Catholics and professionals. Um, so yeah, that's, that's it for me. Thank you all so much and have a blessed day. Thanks so much, Pedro. Appreciate everything that you shared. And those two books, I don't know if you're part of our Telegram group, but if you are... Um, please share those with us because uh, that would be so great. I feel like I need to read both of those especially. So um, thank you for all of your insights too, both like personally and professionally. Um, I love your outlook and and how it kind of goes back to what Emmanuel was saying about like your actions speak louder than your words sometimes and people notice and people can ask you about that, um, about your joy and your hope and like where that comes from. So Thank you so much for sharing. Um, yeah, I will I will wrap us up with our usual summary. Um, thank you all for sharing everything that you did today. Um, I love when everyone comes on stage and shares how they're living out uh, these things in their own lives. It's, it's really beautiful, and I always learn so much. And um, this conversation in particular was really helpful because we 
um, we, t- we touched on a lot. I mean, we really did. And there was a lot of practical things that we were able to discuss and dive into even more. And each of you is such a great example of, of living this Catholic leadership in civil society. And you're, you're such great examples. So thank you for continuing to show up for these conversations um, and to, to be these lights in the world um, that are so desperately needed right now. So uh, we hope that you continue to be inspired by these conversations and um, thank you again for being here. So I'll just wrap us up with um, kind of by summarizing what was shared today um, so we can all uh, remember something as we go into the rest of our day. And of course, we always invite you to join our Telegram group if you haven't already, because we do continue the conversation in there every week. Um, we share links. We like Pedro shared those books. We'll share. We'll make sure those get put in there. I'm going to share the link um, with all of the Catholic social teaching documents um, that we. Uh, that we referred to today. Um, there's literally a web page that has all of them. Um, so if you guys want to start doing some reading and uh, uh, learning about a lot of what we discussed today, I will put that link in there. So just uh, another reiteration of, yeah, join our Telegram group. It's very, very great for continuing these conversations when we're not live on Thursdays. So um, with that, uh, let's summarize what we talked about. So we began by... Um, just kind of laying our foundation for what it is that we, our goal is in this room in particular with discussing Catholic leadership for civil society, and then how we are doing that by breaking down each of these individual topics each week. So really what we are doing is looking outward from inside the church and talking about how we can go from inside the church out into society to infuse it with the truth. Um, So kind of laying that uh, visualization for you and foundation for this conversation and all of our others. Um, the, the, I love what Christopher said, that the Catholic Church is a master teacher in humanity. Um, That's like the most like succinct and great summary of, of, the Catholic Church in its in its role um, for what we discuss in this room, um, and I, I think it's sad that more people don't realize that. And like we mentioned today, a lot in a lot of ways, people are just coming up with all of these new ideas that they, I mean, truthfully, just don't need to come up with because we've are we already have answers <laughs> to these questions. Um, and the Catholic Church really does understand human beings so well, and it's so beautiful. So. Um, and, the, and the church is, we can see it as a well of wisdom, um, it, which is a great description of it as well. I mean, there is so much to dive into. I mean, I probably casually said it, but there's 25 documents alone just on our Catholic social teaching. That's just like one aspect of of our church. So 25 documents, and I they're also not all short. So um our church is such a well of wisdom um, for all of us to um, pursue and to dive into and to uh, learn and, and fill ourselves with that knowledge that we kept mentioning today. Um, so it's very beautiful. Um, and I think you all, I think I'm preaching to the choir. I think you all recognize that, but just wanted to reiterate that. Um, Emmanuel, you shared uh, a quote, well, paraphrase from Cardinal John Newman about preaching with our actions and not with our words. And of course, a lot of the people on stage kind of gave their own examples of how they do that. Um, but yeah, it's it's so true. And, and sometimes, of course, words are needed. Words are very, very important and they are needed. But oftentimes it's not the most impactful thing that people will notice about you. It can be, it's, it's often about what you actually do do? What do you act on? What do you physically do day to day that that really shows um, the world who you are and and the way that you are living and want to to inspire people to live by as well? And Emmanuel, you also, uh, I, I love this, you said what how you live is a reflection of God's graces. And I love that visualization because it really is true of all of us. We are simply reflecting God to the world um, and and we're reflecting his graces working within us. So thank you for sharing that. It's so beautiful. Um, One example that you shared as well is um, doing the sign of the cross before meals out in public or, or maybe you pray the whole uh, prayer before meals. Regardless, that is such a powerful action um, 
to take because it, it does. It, it does make people ask questions. Sometimes it makes them uncomfortable. Either way, it's fine. <laughs> um, that's such a great and, and simple way, really, to, to show our faith um, through our actions. So um, thank you for sharing that example. Roxana, um, I loved that you were able to share a little bit about how you live out these things in your life. And one of the things you mentioned was daily mass. And I love how you said you, you pray for the ability or you pray for the opportunity to go to daily mass. Um, I love how you said that. Um, and it really is a true testament to building our character is, is how we spend our time. And, and of course, we mentioned other things such as prayer, examination of conscience, but going to daily mass is huge. Um, I think someone in this room either a week or two ago shared that they notice a difference on the days that they don't go to daily mass. Um, so thank you for sharing that. What a powerful um, example, again, um, of you living out this, this character that we discussed today. Um, Vanessa talked about a lot of things, but one of the things that really struck me was how she approached um, human dignity. Just with the example she gave, it sounds like she, in her work, works with a lot of um, people with special needs and, and has a sibling um, with special needs as well. And and how that seeing their human dignity and advocating for them and, and learning about them it is such a powerful way that she um, expresses and, and, and uh, lives out this respect for, for human life. Um, which is so beautiful and and such a testament to this because that is a major area of this topic that um, many of us often forget is a part of it. Um, but how beautiful. So I love that that example that she gave. Um, and then Pedro, you you gave us a couple of wonderful books, which I think you actually did already add to our Telegram group. So thank you. <laughs> um, those are From Temperament to Character and the Virtues of Holiness. Um, so I highly recommend all of you check those out because I'm sure they're amazing. And Pedro, thank you for giving us a small um, summary of each. And then again, just uh, concluding with what that what you said that I kind of already alluded to is um, that it's great when people question us about our hope and our joy um, because that's that's what we're here to do. We we want to point them to where it comes from, you know, where, where, which is Christ himself. And, um, in the way that we live our lives, we give people the opportunity to see that and to ask that. So thank you for sharing that, Pedro. Wow. That was a lot. Thank you all for listening. And, um, Christopher, I'll hand it back over to you. Thank you so much, Erin. And yeah, we've come to a close. And so let me quickly wrap it up. Please follow Erin and me, and, and also we invite you to keep the conversation going in our Telegram group. So if you go into our bios, you can uh, see the link to join our tele Telegram group where you can find the image of the week every week. And, um, and I also want to invite you to join the Catholic Professionals Club here on Clubhouse. It's a great community that you want to be part of. Join us live on Clubhouse Thursdays at 9 a.m. Pacific. If you like what you heard here today, Listen to it again or share it through our weekly podcast. You can find it in all platforms. Just look for Catholic Leadership for Civil Society. And the topic of next week, I am very excited because we've, we've now uh, have been holding this weekly uh, room here on Clubhouse for uh, months. I think uh, I forget exactly uh, when we started early, but we've been doing it for some time and, and it's been great. It's been great. And for the first time, we're going to dedicate um, perhaps a few of the following rooms this month to the organization that sort of gave birth to the idea of this room, which is Tepeyac Leadership Inc. And it's a flagship program, Tepeyac Leadership Initiative. We hope to share with all of you who are not familiar with TLI what the mission of TLI is, what we're doing, why? Because we're now... Um, putting together the next group to go through the program in the spring of 2022. So next week, we're going to talk about Tepeyac Leadership Initiative. Don't miss it. It's going to be great. So remember, this is an invitation, a weekly invitation to step into the leadership role that God has for you in civil society. Why? Because if not, uh, ask who? And if not now, 
when. Have a wonderful week. God bless.